everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week. And we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm so excited to start the new year with Elizabeth Pudwell. Hello. Hello, MG. I am Elizabeth Pudwell, and I'm just thrilled that it's January 5th, 4th or 5th. It's it's five today, right? It is. Yeah. How time flies. So we're far. We're this far into it. And MG's back, and she's feeling better every day. So I'm yes. so grateful for that. Yes, for me your, too. Me too. For your health. And that kind of brings me to what I thought we would talk about today. Um, so um, I have a yoga practice, and I have this one teacher on Saturdays that I love. She mm. is so, she's, you know, it sounds like she's in recovery, but I know that she's not. But she's got some spiritual leanings. So on January 1, I went to a um, her class, and um, she asked when we were just starting, can you look back over your year and remember everything that happened, everything that you've been through? And then can you look at it and look at you and ask yourself, what do you want to say no to this year? Mm. What do you want to say yes to? And so when I was standing there and listening to her, my mind went, you know, I went back, what was January like last year, January, February, and then in February, I remembered, oh, I lost my mom in February. And then when March, April, oh, I did this. And then I remember Betty, in August, lost I lost Betty. Yeah. And in August, um, I not only lost Betty, but my other two sisters that both have dogs, they also lost their dogs. And it was really interesting because I was like, this feels like it has some relationship to my mom, to us mm. losing our mom. Mm. So um, I thought it of... triggered that. I do think hats. that, like, I just, the loss, you know. <coughs> so um, I thought we'd talk about that. What do you want to say no to this year? Mm. What do you want to mm. say no to and what do you want to say yes to? Mm. As far as it works around your recovery and you staying sober. So one of the things that came up for me is... Um, bad dates I don't want to you know I don't want to go on any more bad dates I mean I think we talked about this Friday night right right and And, you you said what did you say to me do you remember no you said you know you know you know in advance and you you were so right because I do you do know like and you're looking at this app going and then I'm like well maybe listen you were saying if you if you see a guy with a big fish holding up a big fish you know he's so proud of his big fish that's it's like, a no. <laughs> swipe. I'm not going fishing. <laughs> you know, I live in the city. And it's so funny because when I share that with other women in SLA, and most of them live way out in the suburbs, they're like, 
Well, but you might like someone that goes fishing and it's like, but I go to work and none of those men that I work with, they don't, they don't have pictures of themselves with big old fish. Well, listen, I have a dear friend or her husband goes fishing, right? And you would never know it because he's like a, you know, professional nurse and like loves gardening and stuff. She goes, oh my God, I love it when he goes fishing. It's like he's out of the house for the day. You know, he comes back and she goes and he guts and cleans all that. And then we have like, you know, fresh fish for dinner. Uh -huh. But he does all that, right? So it's like, and he I, doesn't go come fishing with me. No, it's like I don't want to go sit somewhere and like. Oh, I no. mean, where's he? Might take his daughter. Like, or, or like, I need a book. You know? <laughs> We're gonna sit here for a couple of minutes and then be like, uh, I need to go find a meeting or something. You know, I need some. I need some Correct. connection and some. Correct. You know, Correct. and not that I might. I love being in nature. I'm, I'll take a walk. You know, things like that. Right. Like I, ha I met this one man on um, Match.com or Bumble, one of those things, and he asked me, "Do you like water sports?" And I was like, "I do. I all my kids swim and play water oh, that's polo." That's not what he was talking about. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh uh, it wasn't. And it was like, oh no, this is not a match. It's like if someone asked you, do you like a pearl necklace? Yeah, you no. know what that is. Mm, yeah, no, no, no. no, no I no. don't want that. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, it, you know, it's just, I knew, you know, innately, you know, but I, I do it anyway because I think, if, you know what it is? It's lack. It's being in lack. Mm. There's not mm. enough. Mm -hmm. Probably what I want is not out there. Mm -hmm. So I have to accept this. Yes. I better see if this is a fit. And the, the truth is, is that it's not. And I don't want just anyone. If, if I can't have what I want, then I'll take nothing. I agree. Well, I mean, and I think that's what we learned in Slaw is to put down our begging bowl. Yes. Not to accept crumbs. I'd rather have nothing than crumbs because crumbs are so humiliating and shameful they are and i know how to make the whole fucking loaf you know i want the full I, cake I, or nothing i do not need a crumb yeah i i know how to do stuff myself i don't need a crumb i'll yeah. just take this <laughs> this love this that's is right good. uh everybody elizabeth has a new baby she has a I new pit bull named ginger who's a, a sweetheart dog. Such a nibbler and a sweetie and very, very kind. She is. So, uh, and and Betty gave her permission in Betty her dream. Did. So Betty did. So, she she's good. So, those of out, out there who are listening to us. And know that I lost Betty and that I was struggling with replacing her or getting another dog that I did that. Well, and I think that, you know, and, and we're, we're jumping a little bit of topic about, you know, this idea of grieving and like allowing it. And I think that... When we look in retrospect for the year, that if there is grief, you know, it's like, I think for the new year, we're given permission and allowed to, like, move on. You can move on. You can, you know. Well, it's like saying yes. I'm saying yes to that love again, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, I'm not, if I know in advance, if my intuition is saying, this isn't the guy for you, I'm going to say no. And I am going to say yes to to that type of love yeah. because it feels really good to me right. to love her and to receive her love. Right. All so, right. So what about you? What are so, you saying no to and what are you saying yes to? Well, you know, I'm still in the convalescent period of mono, which, you know, I read the other day, you know, I was reading about the three phases of mono and the convalescent period can last anywhere from two to six months and that I can still be infectious up to 18 months. 
So, like, I went to a, a party last night, my, yesterday evening, it was at four, it was a dramatist guild party, it's all these playwrights, and there's a dramatist guild, and it's like, you know, they were really interesting, very, you know, smart people, and lovely people, actors tend to be a little bit, I think, egoic, is that the word, I don't know, egotistical, and, and you know, writers are more circumspect, they're more inward, and they're just funny, and witty, and... And it was, it was lovely, but I noticed at the food table, I was like, oh, I, I can't touch anything. Because <laughs> you know? I don't want to, these poor people, I would hate to get anybody sick. And so, you know, until I'm done with my convalescence, I really do feel like um, I really want to be more sequestered and do less out in the world. And, but at the same time, I, you know, I'm still wanting to be social. And you had a social event on Friday night. And uh, I'm still like still a little obsessive about like eating food and my silverware and stuff like that. And because it's my codependent nature not to want to make anybody else sick. How, how horrible would I feel if someone else got this? It's been so difficult for me. I would hate for somebody, even someone I don't like, you know, to get it. So I, I feel like it's right right now. And this is another thing that I remember my therapist saying that, you know, you can change your mind. And so right now, I still feel like being a little bit more apart from, uh -huh. and I'm, I have a compromised immune system right now, so if I go out and someone's You hacking, certainly don't want to get sick. I certainly don't want to yes. get sick. And so, um, but at the same time, I still want to continue. I have another podcast for my theater that I think I may start up again and work on next Thursday. And, uh, and so, but I'm just taking it on a day-by-day -day basis. So I'm really working this year on a day-by-day -day basis. One of the things that I've really wanted to do this year is to start journaling, and I've done that for five days, which I've never done before. That's good. It is good. And I'm, like, recording my weight because I gained 15 pounds being sick this past three months which is like certainly alarming. I don't want that to be a trend. So I'm like recording my weight and being more intentful about what I eat. I'm gonna start eating more paleo and things like that because my body really, really loves it. And uh, so, you know, those are the kind of things because it's really a focus on health this year. And I loved what we were talking about earlier about like this coming from a place of lack. And one of the things that I've really been drawn to is to get like a full-time job with benefits. But I remember reading in, and may I use your law of yes. attraction journal? And uh, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth has this great journal. It's uh, by freedommastery.com. And it's by this guy, Frederick. Hello, and I don't know how to say his name, T-A-L-L-O-E-N. And one of the things that, you know, I feel like I'm settling, which is, you know, I have two part-time jobs that allow me to be acting stuff, like choose your top five goals for what you want to achieve in one year. You circle the things that don't really jazz you or whatever. I don't know where he wrote this. And then he said... Everything you didn't circle just became your avoid at all cost list. And one of the things that I didn't circle is that, is this what your heart truly desires, getting a full-time job with benefits and healthcare? It wasn't. And it says, no matter what, these things get no attention from you until you've exceeded with your top five. So I was like, oh my God. 
So I'm really working on really Well, because the thing is, is that it makes sense to you. It resonates with you. Because to do that, what, it, what, what I know with myself and with a lot of women that I work with, what I do is go like, yeah, you know what? I don't want that. But I'm going to see if I can find that. And then I don't really want that. But I'm going to see if I... Because it's a distraction. It's sort of like a man. It's sort of like a relationship, you know, like, mm. I don't really want that. But let me get on Match.com. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're really clear that you do want a relationship. Yes. You'd like to have that experience in your life. I would. I would really like to take everything that I've learned and take it, you know, for a test drive. Take it on the road. And I know that I'm different and that I'm better and that I'm, like, really good and willing and available for a relationship and that's really what I want so the other thing that I um I think that I want to say yes to is um so I am in this place where I'm building multiple streams of income and um we were talking about this earlier about collaboration I really enjoy collaborations I think that um I like the energy and the synergy that happens when it's a really good, positive um, collaboration. But what I don't want is collaborations where I feel used or I feel mm-hmm. like somebody, like I'm doing all the work. Mm-hmm. So I do want mm-hmm. to collaborate, but I want it to be in a space where like I'm being really clear up front. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking and sharing your experience with that, you know, I took notes and I'm mm-hmm. going to create you know, I think the best thing for me to do is to create plans. You know, let me see if this collaborative experience will work for me. Mm-hmm. This is what my expectations are. What are yours? And there's an interdependence that comes from that, where it's not codependent, where it's not you're driving the show or letting somebody else drive the show, where you both have this give and take. And and I was sharing with Elizabeth, like, you know, for actors, that when we go into a play... Most of us who have been professional and have done it for a while have an inherent knowledge about what is expected of everyone. And everyone shows up and they do their work and we do the play and it's a great success, blah, 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 you're done. But if there's someone who's new, who's never done any acting, comes in, it's like, you know, we all have to pull them up to speed, you know, because it's like, oh, here you go. You got to come up for that. And that can be very taxing. But at the same time, you know, why not give of yourself? And so I think, you know, I struggle sometimes where I want to be of service. But then when I am of service, like what I want to say is there's this Al-Anon phrase where I can't help anyone else until I've taken care of all my own needs. And so when I have, you know, gotten my rest, where I've eaten my breakfast, or I've done whatever it needs to do, you know, and I've gotten my rest, then I can be of service to someone else or I can take a call. And if I'm not at that place, then I don't. And so this year, I'm feeling like I can't be as of service as I've wanted to be. And it's even going to be a little bit of a struggle, honestly, to do the podcast right now. And I have to remember that I'm still... You're convalescing. I'm still convalescing, right. If you're not, you know, I was recording a podcast before you and I met. And, um... Uh, with Sharon Zapata and she was saying you know like here's this full thing of water well I cannot share this water with you until I've had mine and that's the thing is it's like you can't you have to be full and you have and it's the same thing with a relationship 
what got us here in the first place is going into relationships when we're not full. Yeah. That hole. Yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah. to, here, you come in here and fill this hole inside of me. And that doesn't work. The God hole. Only it can be filled by God. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and that's where you're at. You, you yeah. have a God hole. And you've got to get that God hole filled before right. you can begin helping other people. Filling and, other people's holes. Right. And for me to be spiritually fit right now is to have a lot of... Uh, alone time to convalesce to take care of myself and so and that's going to change as the year goes I know that well yeah so of course but you know and then but when I look back at the year I felt like I had a really full year that I did a lot of good stuff and I think that you did it as well so you know you want to continue to date in the new year and you want to continue to collaborate and like start you know doing generative works around right. different streams of income yes what else do you want to bring in I also want to um, bring in, there's some changes that I want to do around my house. Mm. And I want to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I want to say no to um, new sponsees, you know. I, I just don't have time for it. Elizabeth, that's fine. Listen, I think that this is one of the things that I struggle with with long-term sobriety. Look, we're talking like two decades, 20 plus years. And I think I talked to you about it on the last podcast. It's like there's something that happens, I think, with long-term sobriety where, you know, the old stuff doesn't work for us anymore. I'll speak with I statements. The old stuff doesn't work for me anymore. And I sponsor for my program, but I feel really strong in my program right now. And the two sponsees that I have that are active, I'm going to keep. I'm not firing anybody. But, you know, bringing on someone new is for my program that I don't need to do right now. And there's something called, you know, rotation of service. So, you know, I feel like these younger women have got to stop start sponsoring other people. And I encourage my sponsees, you know, get and, and they have. The two that I have that are active there, they're following my direction. And they're getting sponsees and, you know, they're starting to do that work. And that's how it works. That we are phasing uh -huh. out, like we're retiring from that and that it's okay. Right. I want to give you permission to say that it's okay around that. Yeah. I mean, I, I choked a little bit saying that, especially on this podcast, because this is a sobriety, you know, oriented podcast. But that's how I can take care of myself. And I have more than two that are active that I meet with. I just met with someone this morning and I have someone um, tomorrow night and someone Tuesday night. So I have at least three that are active and there's a couple more that kind of like call yeah. and need some, yeah. you know, support. Yes. Yeah. But there, so yeah, but I'm taking on new ones for right now. I want to focus on, on my stuff. And the other thing that I do want to say yes to is um, my yoga practice. Yeah. I have been off work for two weeks and going every day. Oh, wow. And it feels really, really good. I don't think that I'm going to be able to maintain that every day, especially going back to work and with the dog and getting her home and walked and all of that stuff. But... Um, that's my that's my objective is to um, continue that every day. Well, listen, you know, they talk about being spiritually fit in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and that is, I think, a place where all my sobriety and all my recovery comes from. Uh -huh. And having a yoga practice is like your church. It is, and it's a way for you to get your mind right 
you know, so that you can go out and be in the world spiritually fit, <laughs> especially in traffic in you, Houston, You Texas. don't want me out there without my yoga practice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because, you know, and being in a state of grace... And, uh, you know, I've done like SGI chanting for those of you guys. SGI is a Buddhist practice, which is kind of culty, but, you know, it's okay. I love their chanting practice where we chant. And it's a form of meditation that I really find resonate with me, resonates with me. And so, you know, I want to increase my chanting. Uh, so that's one of the things that I do. And it's not necessarily a New Year's resolution. But it's just something that I want to start incorporating into my life because I know it helps me. And it clears out the cobwebs and the stinking thinking, you know, that gets in my mind yeah. around whatever is, is going on. And that's exactly what yoga does for me because when I'm on the mat, the only thing that I can think about is focusing on what the instructor is saying and breathing. That's it. That's I can only think about that. And so my mind does not go to these... All these other things like you know why did she say that what what is she doing what am i going to do about this and how am i going to you know good orderly direction i do it's not simple. do any of that at all i just sit there and listen and that's it and i do i breathe and do what they what they say right. the other thing that i'm doing um mg is uh i read this book um called the miracle morning and i love what it preaches it says to um you know, if you, it, it here's the, the 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 genesis of it. You got to have a daily practice of self development, mm. and you're doing the journaling, mm -hmm. and that is exactly what that is. Mm. Even if it's like, if you're like, I have a bedtime of this. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, yeah. going to bed here, waking mm. up there, mm -hmm. and this particular one is like, you know, it's about using your morning hours for your self-development. Mm. And so I get up early and I meditate. I've been meditating in the mornings and I want to continue that. I want to meditate, do my affirmations, do my journaling, do my reading, and then, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of exercise before I get ready for work. Well, and Elizabeth, that's your program of recovery. It is. I mean, you know, in Sober Sisters Talk, what, what I hope that we have accomplished and we're striving to do is to talk about recovery in terms of all the things and for the next podcast I want to invite you know someone my one of my sponsees that she does so many things for her recovery and I want her to talk and come and talk about all the things that Let's she does. Let's do it. I'd love to hear it. And that's you know you have like a recovery practice. These are all the things that you need right now to continue with your own self-development and your own recovery and I see that you know after I've been sober from alcohol and drugs for a period of time and definitely sober in, you know, SLAA for a time, that I don't want to go back to any of that stuff ever again. And it's like, they're, they're, it, it's something like the teeter-totter, like, shifts. And so yes. it's like, I don't even, like, I'm not even attracted to any of that BS. And I want to go to the stuff that's going to, like... Elevate you. Yeah, that that's the exciting thing. Level right up. Now. Level up, for sure. So, you know, and I think that what I have found in my life and especially when I hear people with long-term sobriety talk about is that desire and even you know Bill Wilson like even at the end of his life he was like okay I'm done with all this you know development of the 12 steps I want to go do this other thing and they were like oh no 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 Bill you can't and he didn't he like you know I mean I'm not comparing myself to Bill Wilson but it's like even he had that desire to go and you know 
evolved past it. Right. And uh, and so, you know, what I take from that is it gives me permission that there's a certain amount of work that we do. And I, and I see people, like, I'm beholden. I'm so beholden to 12-step. It's so important to me. And I want to encourage anybody that's a newcomer or counting days or, you know, starting out to really, that that's an incredibly worthwhile program to invest your time in. It is. Because I've learned so much from that. But, you know, Elizabeth and I, we're, we're coming from a different perspective. And I don't hear a lot in meetings about, like, what you do in long-term sobriety, except... Joe Blow over there, you know, put a bullet in his head. He had 30 years of sobriety. Right. What? Yeah. That's yeah. what I hear. Or somebody with 25 years going back out, you know, like who was that actor that went back out? You know, that big guy actor, he was like, you know, it was devastating. You know, went back out and did heroin after being sober for 25 years. I'm like, what? It's crazy. Right. It is. Right. But I do think that, like, I have learned there are certain you know, along with the personal development, as I grow in other areas, I hit my two meetings every week. That's you know? right. I do meet with my sponsees. You know, I do the things that have kept me sober, and I do maintain those. Right. And not say yes to that, always. Yeah, that's always. good. And yes to sobriety. I love it. Elizabeth, thank, thank you so you much. Thank you so much. We love you for love listening. You. And for our friend from Scotland, we will do step two, I promise, soon, next month, February. Yes. First Let's week of it. February. Let's do it. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. Share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.